0: Who are you at work? Are you that person that does one thing extremely well? Or are you that person who does a little of everything extremely well, maybe, but you just have your hands in everything and you like learning new skills and learning new things? So we're going to talk today about being that kind of person, the generalist. So launch out with Brian and I as we discuss today on Curiosity Continuum.
1: Hey, everybody, this is Brian. And this is Josh. Thank you for joining us today on Curiosity Continuum. For those of you tuning in for the first time, Curiosity Continuum is a podcast and movement started by Josh and myself. We're two lifelong friends that uh, met back in the third grade. We want to spark your curiosity help you integrate information and enhance your everyday contextual awareness in a constantly changing world by sharing our conversations with you to explore, examine, and reframe common practical topics.
0: Yeah, so you guys can get a hold of us uh, on the web, obviously, at www.curiositycontinuum.com. From there, you can listen to all of our past episodes. You can send us a message. You can subscribe to our newsletter, which we are going to be doing something with soon. Right, Brian?
1: We are. That's a promise, and we put it out there now, so you can hold us to yep. it.
0: Yep. So, I mean, we're we're we are, you know, we are actively looking at engaging our audience
1: because we value this. And as we've uh, uh, continued to to interact with the folks that are listening, it helps us understand how this is meaningful to you. And if Josh and I just wanted to, uh, to have our conversations as we always have, I mean, we wouldn't have to do a podcast for that. We do that on our our own personal basis. But uh, this is hoping that all of you will be able to have better enhanced conversations and just something to talk about
0: yeah, in real time. exactly. So let's get into to, uh, the topic we're talking about today, Brian. We're talking about um, the generalist or the value of the generalist. Yes, uh, especially the in like Army a Swiss Army knife. Especially, yeah, it's like a Swiss Army knife person, especially in like a workplace environment kind of setting. So uh, how did you want to start it?
1: Well, let, let, let's back up and, and before we... Talk about a workplace environment. Let, let's just In general said about um, like that what it, the generalist is, sure, and some of the, the the shade that's kind of thrown at the generalist. So, oftentimes when you've said jack of all trades, the following statement that people say is but uh, so um he
0: does every a little of everything but nothing well,
1: right? Master, you know, jack of all trades, master of master none. of none. Yep, and unfortunately that it, it really uh, poops on the person that is that person that can actually go in and learn things and is curious about that stuff. Now, to counterbalance it, you might say it's because the person has too broad of interest and they need to just dial in and specialize. And of course, in the in the sense of that, we all have some giftings that are more prominent than others, 100%, and we should all lean into those well. However, more than the uh, the fact that a generalist is somebody like, well, they can do this, 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 and this, it's because they can tie it all together right? or they can see how it connects. It also shows that they are interested, engaged learner. And that's a key factor when you're going to be leading folks or you're going to be um, you know, diving into new discoveries in places where you've not been before or maybe the world has never experienced it before.
0: Sure. So do you have an example of um, where this might help you?
1: Well, the military is designed... Kind of for people to be a generalist because things need to work in the military, especially during like a wartime situation. Sure, right? Like on a battlefield or whatever. You'll have your yeah, yeah. You'll have your specialty, but again, if uh, something happens, everything needs to work because you definitely wouldn't want teams to go into enemy territory and find themselves like, well, the one guy that knows how to do this, you know, has unfortunately been taken out. What do we do now? Like, you still have to learn to function. So it gives you the ability to kind of work through situations when they don't go as planned. And I think in today's environment where everything feels more planned, if you're using a lot of data and spreadsheets and stuff like that, like this is how we can do what we do when we know what the plan is. Right. But when it doesn't go according to plan, which happens many times more often than not, how do you correct those things? Sure. If you're just a specialist, um, and I don't mean to denigrate specialists because uh, Josh and I have our own specialties of what we do and people listening do as well. But if if that's the only thing you know, then you're always going to see the pro- – if you, you have a hammer, you're going to see everything as a nail. And that's not every situation.
0: Right. So maybe give a – let's give a little example other than the military. So let's say – I don't know. what do you What do you want to give an example on, like a workplace environment or –
1: uh, we'll take it to a workplace environment. Um, let, let's talk about the future of work. Okay. There's a lot of um, th- push right now, especially for STEM in a lot of the, the public education right. settings and everything. And, you know, is it a valuable thing to, to learn? Yes, it is. But it's not the only thing, or the only way that you could learn those principles. So, Brian, you know, STEM
0: it, for people that might not know?
1: Oh, yes. Uh, science, technology, uh, engineering, mathematics right. is, I believe, what it stands for. Right. Um, these things are designing people and training them to be able to fill specific job roles and functions in the work world today. But we can see very clearly that there's so many jobs, especially in the tech sector, that become obsolete because you've, you've defined all the things you need to, and you're making people duplicative in that process, right? Sure. But every good bit of AI, every good bit of programming starts with a human being who's able to work through problems, who's able to kind of attack the problem from a lot of different sort of ways and then bring a solution to the table. And when something goes wrong, it's not the computer that's going to be able to figure it out at this phase. It's the human being that's going to be able to coordinate that.
0: Sure. So, I mean, when things go sideways, who do you turn to, basically? um. So in in like a work environment, for example, I'll give an example from my job. I have to do, I have to know multiple jobs to do my job. However, if my job is Satisfied or if somebody if I have enough done in that area, I can slide to another position. So that happens. Let's say somebody calls out sick or we have an unexpected absence other than sick call or we have for whatever reason, just more work in one area than another. We can slide over to do that. We may not do it the best, but we are doing it and we we do continue to do it. And we are learning as we do it. So it does fill a necessary job role.
1: So talk to me as you've uh, learned those particular skills, man, what, what were you applying to be able to have wherewithal to be able to pick up something that you didn't know? How did you leverage what you knew sure. to learn something you didn't know?
0: Sure. So I always try to leverage what I know to fill in gaps in mm-hmm. what I don't know. And I know that sounds kind of strange, but for example, if I know how to make a crust on a pie, I might not know how to make the filling, but I can figure out what's in it. So, you know, I mean, that's kind of a weird analogy, but it's, it's kind of how I approach work. So if there's like a job, for example, my boss is gone for the day, you kind of know what they do because you know what you do. So I kind of fill in those gaps being like, okay, so what do I need from these people in other roles to get this job, particular job done? So then we would just basically talk to those people say hey you know i know this is a rough day but you know
1: can you do this this and this and more most often they're like yeah sure no that's right man and what i what i hear you saying and correct me if i'm wrong with that what i'm hearing you say is basically that you are kind of you're applying kind of a systematic way of thinking about something in order to kind of approach it from many different ways like it it's not that you necessarily just Inherently, no. No, I don't know.
0: Actually, I don't know. So (laughs) when people come up to you and say, how do you do that? Oh, you were assuming I know how to do it. No, I don't. But through (laughs) trial and error and also knowing the jobs around it, you can get if you have a job or if you have a industry you work in where you're relaying. Let's say putting together a car. I mean, you have many people that do very specialized things to get to the end product. Right. But if there's somebody in the middle that's gone or not there, you uh, technically can't get to the car. Right. Because you don't have like, let's say you have somebody that, you know, does a drivetrain, but they're gone and they don't you don't know how to do that. Well, you know what? You might be able to figure it out by the people on either side that actually do the job after or before that. Right. You're kind of taking. uh, It's applied knowledge is what it is.
1: Yeah. And it's also being contextually aware of what is kind of needed to if there if this started with this ended up here. What happened in the middle is what you're trying to figure out. Right, you know? right. Um, again, I, I may have mentioned it in a, in a previous podcast, but when I was at my children's orientation, the two things that came back to the headmasters from the colleges were that the, the current generation has a problem with— uh, the, the two major challenges are how to problem solve and conflict resolution. Those are the two things. And when you're faced with those type of uh, issues— Again, if you know the one thing to do, then that's what you would do. Otherwise you might be, well, I don't know. I think we're in, we live in the age of answers, but we don't live in the age of, of thought process as much. Or questions. You know? <laughs> yeah. We're 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 now saying, Oh yeah, I have an answer for that. But the power is actually in the question. Right. And the generalist is always somebody that is asking questions either because they don't know maybe the full extent of something, to be fair. But they also don't know that they shouldn't ask that question in the first place. Sure. Right? So this is the why question, right? This is. So this is like asking
0: why and then figuring that answer out and asking why again, figuring that answer out. So what was it, Brian? You're supposed to ask why like five times. You know, people have broken that down.
1: Yeah, about five times and you will finally get to the answer on just about everything. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I've actually in my mind before I've gone in some meetings, I'm like, I'm going to do this. And usually, um, I haven't even had to ask why five times. I've maybe asked it three times. Right. And then finally you maybe start to get to like an honest underlying dynamic that's happening. You know? Sure. Um, part of it too, is that as we've become more and more specialized in things, the integration of whatever we're doing, if it's at a job or it's in your life, you need the tie that binds. You kind of need the Rosetta Stone to be able to make sure this actually translates to this, that, the other thing. Yeah, you do. Um, Huh?
0: Yeah, you do. You do.
1: Yeah, said. it's the, it's the um, when you have different folks who are more specialized in finance, let's say, for a business, or for a creative, or for sales, or for whatever it might be. There's the reason why there's people like project managers and there's people like you know generalists in companies is because there are the people that have to understand each other and help everybody understand one another in order so that thing actually works. And so while Computers are really good at doing something hyper specialized in a mechanical sense. It will never understand how these things should fit together. That's the whole thing of like people need to think outside the box, but yet more and more, it's like we're teaching people to say, here's the specific skill. So what the need is said and what they're actually training people for are very different. Uh, I was talking to a a gentleman. He was saying that there was a a 20 plus year study about uh, divergent thinking and convergent thinking. Divergence is more the creative side of your brain. We're going like, what if this was this? And the, the children tested. They followed them from the beginning of their life into their 20s. And the people in the study, over 85% at age five were considered divergent geniuses because they didn't have any constraints on anything or how they viewed the world. And he said it dropped to 50%, I think, when they were uh, 18 or something like that. And then when they were 20s, it was under 20% were still considered that had that divergent thing because people were only focused on the convergent thinking about how it actually should work. So the creative side of like, what if then was kind of got overridden by the exact, okay, what do, how do we do that? What do we do? So people weren't asking enough what if questions as they went along in life. And what happened is they got so in the mode of just doing something or figuring out well, how does that work? They did it at the expense of being creative or just stepping off and looking at it differently.
0: So I think this is a great kind of um, thing to talk about a little bit. So this is you being naturally curious, but also you being curious at a point where you're asking why. And you're being curious at a point of where you just don't want to follow the path that someone else laid out. Right. Absolutely. So, I mean, I mean, I know these are whole other topics we could talk about for probably 20 hours on end, but you <laughs> right. Right. But good. Uh,
1: tune in next time. <laughs> yeah. Tune in
0: next time for the 20 hour podcast. But um, so, I mean, how do you want people to approach this? Like if they are that person that just follows the trend that doesn't do anything other than their specialty, how do you want them to kind of start pulling in some of that knowledge to maybe kind of like open their thinking a little bit?
1: Sure. Um, I think the first way you can start to do it is um, it, just, just think of being a generalist as somebody who likes to think outside the box. It's because uh, you already have what you have as far as your skill set. Are you able to step back and see it differently? Can you step in somebody else's shoes and do that? And so um, there's probably a personal or a professional thing in your life right now you're going, you know, I need to look at this differently you know, you're going to go talk to somebody. You're going to try to get perspective on it. And I think one of the best things we can do is to um, just ask, start asking those why questions back enough, far enough to be able to go, okay, here's the core reason why. And I think what you'll be surprised about is that, oh, I understand that it's like this, right? If you can relate something, even tangentially to something else, you can kind of work your way into an understanding of it. And so um, if something feels so far afield as far as I don't understand that, I don't know how I could learn it or how do I understand this person? It's just a matter of maybe just asking why a few times to understand what that is. Right. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, that, that makes total sense. Also, I want to kind of challenge people that if you're that person that just wants to stay in your lane, you know, and just do what you're going to do, and that's okay. That's totally fine. That's a valid a valid life choice for you or a valid work choice to do because stress is stress and i know a lot of people don't want to put themselves under stress or more than we already have in life in general but just think about some of the other things that maybe your coworkers are doing or how would they approach this problem and that might get you to kind of think a little bit differently it'll actually make you better at your job
1: and i think uh when you start to think about people who are those generalists like the handyman of the world as a great uh you know, blue collar example of that, like, you know, they do a little bit of everything to make, actually build a house, <laughs> right. which is kind of the end result or something like that. Um, think about how they approach a problem because they don't always know what they're faced with, but they kind of have a way of structuring how they think in order to learn as they go along. And they're constantly learning something more and more. And that way you become more valuable because not only then are you the chief doer, but you're the chief thought leader in a bunch. Sure. So I think it's probably a good place to put a comment in the conversation, huh?
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Okay. Well, until next time, this is Brian.
0: And this is Josh.
1: For Curiosity Continuum.